0: The most excited, exciting, extraordinary people in this world should be the people who call themselves Christians. That's pretty good. The most excited, exciting, and extraordinary people in this world should be the people who call themselves Christians. I don't know whether you've listened to the news lately. But our world needs an injection of Jesus Christ and what Christians, actual Christians have to offer. Okay? Because if you haven't figured it out, our world's nuts. This world's crazy. Okay? You know, everybody, oh, you know, what we need is better government. Man has never taken over anything that ever came out good. Nothing. I mean, honestly... Washington could fall off the face of the map tomorrow. I'd be good with that. All of them. You say, Well, I'm a Democrat. You too. I'm a Republican. You too. You know, oh, but Trump's right. He's nuts. Oh, but Pelosi's right. She's really nuts. Right? You say, Man has no answer. Man has no answers whatsoever. Somebody better say say amen or I'm going to keep going on that one. We got nothing, man. We got got nothing to offer. You know, and here's the thing, Christians, I want you to hear. I'm scared to death for our kids and our grandkids. People my age and above, we deserve what we get. We put these fools in office for the last 50 years. All right? All right. We deserve what we get. But our kids and our grandkids, they deserve better. And we better absolutely get on our knees and make sure that something great, a great revival happens in our country or our kids are in deep trouble. But here's what you've got to understand. It depends on you. It depends on you. God works through you. God wants to do something great in and through you, man. You know, I want you to understand something. It's very important for us Christians to get this, not come in here and say amen or shake your head here, but go out there and live this stuff. Go out there and, and the biggest jerk, anybody got jerks at their work? Not me because I work here at the school and everybody will tell everybody. But, but seriously, you, know, you go to the biggest jerk and, and somehow you live the love of Jesus Christ to that jerk. That jerk's hurting not He or she's not a jerk because they're a jerk. They're a jerk because something has happened in their lives. There's some kind of trauma. There's some kind of craziness. There's something happening in them mentally or emotionally. And they just need somebody to love them like Jesus Christ loved them. And folks, that's what we Christians are supposed to be doing. You know? We're supposed to be doing it. Let me let you know a secret. You don't have the capacity to do it, but he does have the capacity to do it through This is so important because the church has lost its way. The church has lost its place. The church has become another Beyonce concert. You know, oh, preacher, you better enter. I ain't never going to look like Beyonce now. All right. I'm much prettier than she is. But you got to understand something. It's a thing where, you know entertain me, make me feel good, psychotherapy me, make me... Honestly, folks, here's what I want to do. I want to help you become the man or woman God created you to be. No matter what has happened to you, no matter what's happening to you, no matter what may ever happen to you, I want you to understand, Jesus Christ lived, died, rose again, sent his Holy Spirit to recreate in you exactly who you were created to be. And you were created in the image of God. You were created awesome. So you're going to be awesome if you'll actually allow him to do that great work in your life. Now let me take a breath. This is important. This is awesome. This is powerful. This is wonderful. I want you to get this. You know, I want you to understand. This is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I'm about. You know, just boring liturgy in church. Oh my goodness, somebody shoot me. But Jesus Christ can do something so extraordinary in your mind, in your heart, in your soul. He absolutely can take that pass and heal it. Here's the coolest part. Some of you have been hurt. Anybody here not been hurt? God can take that hurt and God can heal it. And here's what I'm finding. The people that have been hurt the most become the most effective ministers. You know, I'll never forget when, when I had cancer. You know, uh, up till then, I you know, somebody'd say they had cancer, and I'd go, well, I'll pray for you, and they were like, big deal. But after that, to be able to say, I remember that call, I remember that call, they're like, connection. You know, see, an alcoholic comes to me. And I'm like, i got to find an alcoholic to work with this person because I can tell him all the wonderful verses in the world. But he or she kind of looks at me like, you've lost your stinking mind. But you get an alcoholic that's been healed by God and set free by God. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, but alcoholics aren't supposed to do God's work. Yes, they are. Every person here is goofy. Every person here has struggles. Some of you wouldn't say no, no amen to that goofy part. You're like, I ain't goofy. Give me five minutes, I'll show you. All right? You know, the bottom line is every person has those things. And it's okay because the bottom line is Jesus doesn't save angels, he saves humans. And you're human. And you've had knives put in your back, and you've had things go wrong, and you've had frustrations, and you've had depression times, and you've had anger times, and you've had things that, you know, and there's fear in your heart about what's going on or about the future. And the bottom line is, it's okay. That's called being a human being. But the bottom line is, God's got this awesome, powerful plan, and it's got your name written on it. In fact, you were chosen. Before God even created the world to be in him, in his love, in his glory, in his family. Amen. Amen. Every one of us. Are you with me? Are you in it? You see, there's a lot of people that call themselves Christians because they go to church. Please don't take this wrong. But even the devil goes to church. He even gives money. I've had people give big money in the church. And it was the devil himself. So that's, that's not it. Well, I'm basically a good person. I only kick the dog three times a week. That's not it either. Let me tell you what it is. I'm asking Jesus Christ and his salvation and his glory and his power and his cross and his wisdom and his blood I'm asking that into every area of my life. You know, he wants to come in. He wants to be there. He absolutely wants to do something extraordinary in every area of your life. And let me help you with something. I don't care what that area is. I don't care what that struggle is. When God comes in, he begins to fix it. He begins to heal it. He begins to love it. He begins to deal with the fear. He begins to deal with the anger. But you got to let him in there. You can't say, I believe in God, but I'm handling this one. Just between me and you, parenthetically, when you say, I'm handling this one, you have just handed that area of your life over to Satan himself. Got to get it. Got to understand it. And he will wreak havoc. And he will do ugliness, and and two years later, you'll say, man, I should have listened to that ugly preacher. He told me not to do that. But the bottom line is you got to get this. This is so, so, so very exciting. God had a plan before he even created the universe to save you. God had a plan before he created the universe to set you free from any of the garbage that will come in and kind of grip and dominate your life. Before he even created the world, he had a plan. Okay? He had a plan from the beginning, even though we were the biggest, goofiest knuckleheads in the world. Amen? He still kept that plan. His plans don't change. Ours do. Okay, his ways don't change. Ours do. I keep hearing people say, well, church needs to catch up. No, the church is just fine. God's word is just fine. The problem is we're goofy. And we want what we want. And we want to do what we want. And we don't want nobody telling us we can't. I'll say that again because y'all missed that one. And we don't want anybody telling us we can't. <laughs> Amen? You know? Everybody's good with me when I'm telling them what they want to hear. When I say, yeah, I don't don't think I go there. Well, you got no right to judge me. I'm like, okay. You came to my office. I didn't come to yours. (laughs) You know? So the bottom line is, plan was set before creation. We pick it up in Isaiah 800 to 1,000 years before Jesus even came. Isaiah the prophet communicated who he was going to be and what he was going to do. Who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? I hate this thing. He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. This is a goofy statement, this next statement to me. Because I, I keep thinking, well, you know, for people to like me, i got to be pretty. And you can look at me and you can realize that's probably never going to happen. And all God's people said, Amen. it's just not going to happen. Kids, that's not what it's about. i got to be perfect. Mm, good luck with that. I got to do everything right. I got to look the right way. I got to not do all the things everybody says I'm not supposed to. I got to do all the things. Stop. You place yourself in the center of God's love and God's grace and God's power, and you're just fine. Amen. Amen. Are you with me there? Are you with me there? Because I, I grew up in church. Church is crazy. I mean, when I was growing up, Finally, when I was a teenager, there were so many rules. I finally stood up at church one Sunday night. My parents were ready to kill me. And I said, folks, what can I do? I was like, they told me all these thousands of things I couldn't do. I mean, I wasn't on to dance. I'm an old white guy. I can't dance anyway. But, you know, it's just, you know, it just, that's just the way. But, you know, they, I couldn't go to movies. I couldn't drink. I couldn't smoke. I couldn't chew. I couldn't go with girls that do. I couldn't do nothing, you know. And I was like, What is this? I want you to understand something. It ain't about what other people say. It's about being in the center of Jesus and his love and his grace and his cross. You need to hear what I'm saying. That's what's important. You're there. You're just fine. Listen, when you're the preacher, everybody's got an opinion about what you ought to be doing and not be doing. Okay? I learned a long time ago, I love you, but eh. Okay? Okay? But the bottom line is, you stay in the center of that love and that grace that you're about to hear about. You're just fine. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. He had no, not yet, I ain't done, man. He grew up, uh, he had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. Okay. Okay. He was despised and rejected by mankind. I thought I was supposed to be popular. I want you to get this. I want you to understand something. You ain't never going to please everybody. Never. Jared, don't look at her like that. You ain't never going to please everybody. And if you try to please everybody, you're not going to please anybody, including yourself. Listen to me. If you want to be the man or woman you were created to be, there's one person you need to please. And that's Jesus Christ. And he's looking, for you to, he's looking to help you please him. He's not sitting up there saying, well, you better go. I'm going to get you. He's saying, I came and I lived and I loved and I died and I rose again. And I sent my Holy Spirit to help you to please me. Because that's who you were created to be. He was despised and rejected by man, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Did you hear that? He was familiar with pain. You want somebody to connect to when you're going through pain or struggles or whatever? He's the man. He's gone through more, and he went through more than you will ever go through. And he made it through victoriously, and he won. I want you to hear that. That's who you tap into. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Man, listen to this. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. Are you with me? What brought, brings us peace, he bore, he dealt with, he overcame. And by his wounds, we are healed. You want to watch a movie around Easter time? Watch that movie. Um, oh, my goodness. Huh? The Passion of Christ. I can't hardly watch it. Because, I mean, if you've ever seen it, I mean, it's, it's one nasty movie. I take that, I magnify that times ten, and that's what Jesus Christ went through for you. And now, because of that, he can love you and he can heal you no matter what's happening in your life. Amen? All right, next. Next. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. I think there's one more verse. Is that it? Is that it? All right, I'm sorry. I thought there was one more verse. I want you to hear this. I want you to understand this. I want you to get this. The way I become the most excited and exciting and extraordinary person in the world is to understand he did all of that for me to make me the man or woman that I me mean, a man, I don't choose in the morning. I'm a man, all right? Um, you know, um, or woman. If you're a woman, all right? And the bottom line is, He did that for you. I want you to hear this. I, I I want you to get this. I want you to be established in this. All right. I want you to understand. Jesus Christ suffered and died. To absolutely forgive you of every sin you've ever committed and to forgive you of every sin you will ever commit. There is therefore no condemnation in your life or on your life. He, he, He takes your sin and throws that as far as the east is from the west. He throws it to the bottom of the ocean, never to be brought up again. Here's the cool part. I can think about it. Somebody else can... People will always remind you of it. But the bottom line is... God never hears that or knows that again because he forgave that. Amen. You could walk around absolutely free of all that garbage that's been hanging on your mind and your heart forever. Amen. This is powerful. This is wonderful. He absolutely did all of this so that he could redeem you. See, every one of us was born in sin and every one of us has sinned and every one of us does goofy things. And the bottom line is, we're just kind of caught in this stuff. And he died and he rose again so that, that absolutely he could come and your ticket can be punched. It's just like going to a pawn shop. You went to the pawn shop. They paid a little money for you. You're stuck there until somebody comes and buys you out. That's what Jesus did. Has he bought you out? Are you living and thinking and loving like Jesus already bought me out of that domination, out of that garbage? I am set free. I am set free. Do you know he adopted you? He made you with all the warts and all the pox and all the stuff. He made you his kid. He adopted you into his family. When you ask him into your life and you say, Lord, now I am yours, you absolutely are a child of God. And here's the cool part. I don't know about you, but I don't have any rich uncles. I don't have any rich anything. I got no, anybody here got a trust fund? I got no trust fund. And I don't. You know, but the bottom line is I have an inheritance just like Jesus Christ because I'm God's kid and God is my dad. Amen. Now, that's a credit card I'm going to borrow, baby. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I'm asking you right now you call yourself a Christian. Are you living that way? Or have you been set free? Have you been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ? Are you his adopted child? Have you been reconciled to him? You see, like it or not, I know some people say, well, you know, everybody's basically good. No, we're basically selfish. If you don't believe that, go do nursery one Sunday. There's a a toy in there, I promise you, that has not been touched, touched for 10 years. One kid touches it, all of them want it. As adults, all we do is we perfect that art and our toys get bigger. You know? We are born selfish. We are born self-focused. That's who we are. It's called uh, carnality. It's called original sin. It's called general sin. Whatever you want to call it, that's how we are born. But Jesus Christ suffered and died and rose again to set us free from that to make us right with him so that we can be reconciled to him as one and i want you to hear this this is not for those people that have been in church for 475 years this is not for somebody who's perfect i don't know that person this is not that per- for that person who has their total act together i don't know that person this is for you this is for you This is for you where you are. This is what it's all about. This is why Jesus did what he did. This is for you. And all you have to do is say, Jesus, come in. Jesus, come into my life. I give you my life. Here it is, because I've been messing it up long enough. Lord, you take over. Lord, this area of my life that's a mess, you take over. You bring your salvation. You bring your love. You bring your healing. You set me free. Oh, but pastor, I'm stuck on pornography. Jesus is there for you. Oh, Jesus, I'm an emotional mess. Jesus is there for you. Oh, oh, but, but pastor, you don't, you don't understand. My life, my home, my marriage, my focus is a mess. Jesus did this for you. He didn't do it for those perfect people. He didn't die for... He says, I didn't die for the righteous because ain't nobody righteous. But the bottom line is, I died for those that are sick because I want to make you healthy. I want to heal your mind. I want to heal your heart. Amen? Amen. Here's the coolest thing. I could go on and on. And, And believe me, I could go on and on. And believe me, ask my wife, I could go on and on and on. All right? But I want you to get this. You see... When you're truly forgiven, you're excited. If you're not excited, maybe we better go back and do them first works over again. Oh, but the preacher told me I was born again and I, I'm just, I, you know. Listen, that whole garbage of you can live like hell and go to heaven, that's garbage. If you're actually a Christian, you're going to want to live like Jesus Christ. Amen. You're going to want to love like Jesus Christ. You're going to want to care for people like Jesus Christ. Amen? That's just, that's, you know, if you don't want that, you need to become a Christian. Oh, but pastor, you're judging me. Take it any way you want. The bottom line is the most excited and exciting and extraordinary people in this world are people who know Jesus Christ. If you're not on that path, we need to go back and do it all over again. Because somebody taught you wrong. Here's the coolest part. You've got the greatest gift in all the world at, right there at your fingertips. And all you have to do is reach out and take it in. And I want you to understand, there's nobody standing there going, oh, but you gotta stop this, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. If you, if they do that, if somebody does that to you, you look at them like Jesus and say, get behind me, Satan. And if they struggle with that, You tell them the preacher told you to do it. Give them my card. But the bottom line is this is for you. When this comes in, you need to hear this. You need to understand this. All of a sudden, you get excited. I got news for you. This is worth more than having a million dollars in the bank and be able to help people financially. When When you offer this gift to somebody, you are offering them eternal life. You are offering them the power to get out of the mess they are in. But pastor, you don't know my mess. I want you to understand something. Jesus dealt with more of a mess than you've got yourself in. Jesus overcame that. Jesus saw his way through that. And he could come to the middle of your mess, whatever it is, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, and he absolutely can save you right there. See, I don't know about you, but as I leave this place, I don't want to just put a check mark and say, well, I was there. Big hairy deal. I want to go out of this place, and I want to live the way Jesus created me to live. I want to love the way Jesus loved me and the way Jesus created me to love. Amen? Amen? I want to think. This is a biggie. The way Jesus created me to think. And you're going to yell at me because I'm making noise. I want to go out of here and I want to think the way Jesus created me to think. And I want to think just like him. I hear people, my goodness, I hear people, and they say they're Christians, and they're the most negative people I've ever heard in my life. And I got this bad habit of saying, what are you doing? Then they really don't like me. But you see, you're killing yourself. You're killing your witness. You're killing your opportunity to give this gift away. Amen? Amen? But you've got this great, wonderful, powerful gift. And all you have to do is live in such a way. And God will give you opportunity. And they will sometimes ask you, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you like everybody else? How do you live in this mess you're in? How do you live with this pain you're in? How do you do that and still have this positive attitude? How do you still have this love? How do you still think that everything's going to work out okay? It's because Jesus Christ... Who works everything for my good is in the center of my mess, and he's got a plan, and he will take care of it, and he will mold it and he will use it to his glory and for my eternal good. Amen? Amen. Amen? Guys, come on. What kind of life do you want to build? When you leave here, what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you going out here and living and talking just like everybody else? Are you going out here and saying, you know what? I'm going to make an eternal difference. I'm going to do something extraordinary for those in my world. I'm absolutely going to pull them up. I'm going to lead them to another level. Amen? Are you with me? Is anybody with me? You know, I'm going to take them to, you know, uh, you know my, my wife's a jerk. I'm going to lead her to another level. My, child, my children are crazy as a hoot out. I'm going to lead them to another level. Amen? You know, those people at my job, they are stinking nuts. But the bottom line is, I'm going to lead them to another level. People in my neighborhood, they are cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I'm going to lead them to another level. Because Jesus Christ, who lives in me, is taking me, recreating me, making me into the man or woman. That he created me to be. We're going to sing a song about building our lives. And I'm just asking you during that song. What kind of life do you want to build? What kind of home do you want to build? What kind of person do you want to be seen as? I've heard some people say, what do you want when you die to be on your tombstone? That's kind of who you are, right? You know? I want you to think about that. God... Who did you create me to be? And God, what did you create me to do? Help me, Lord, by your power to build that life. Let's stand.